Section 49 of Up One Pair of Stairs of My Bookhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Peter Jones. Up One Pair of Stairs of My Bookhouse. Edited by Olive Boper Miller. The Fisherman and His Wife. Adapted from... Wilhelm and Jacob Grimm. There was once upon a time a fisherman who lived with his wife in a wretched little hovel close by the sea, and every day he went out fishing. Once, as he was sitting with his rod looking at the clear water, his line suddenly went far down below, and when he drew it out, up came a big flounder. Then the flounder said to him, Hark you, fisherman! I pray you put me back in the water. I am no common fish. I am a fish who can grant people their wishes. Come, said the fisherman. Deliver me from a fish that talks. With that, he put the flounder back into the water and down went the flounder to the bottom of the sea. Then the fisherman went home to his wife. Husband, said the woman, have you caught nothing today? No, said the fisherman. I did draw up a flounder, but he said he was no common fish. He was a fish who granted people their wishes. So I put him back again into the water. Well, and what did you wish for? asked the woman. Oh, said the man, what should I wish for? I wish for nothing. I'm quite content with what I have. Oh, you stupid good-for-nothing, said the woman. It is surely hard to have to live always in such a wretched hovel. You might have wished for a pretty cottage for us. Go back and call the fish. Tell him we want to have a pretty cottage. He will surely give us that. The man did not quite like to go, as he could see no reason why he should trouble the fish again. But his wife insisted, so at last he went. When he reached the sea, the water was all green and yellow, and no longer so smooth as it had been before. But the fisherman stood there and said, O oh, fish of the sea, come listen to me. For Alice, my wife, the plague of my life, has sent me to beg a boon of thee. Up came the fish. What does she want then? he said. Ah, said the man, she says I really ought to have asked you to grant us a wish. She does not like to live in a wretched hovel any longer. She would like to have a little cottage. Go then, said the fish. She has it already. When the man reached home, his wife was no longer in the hovel, but in its place there stood a pretty cottage, and she was sitting on a bench before the door. She took him by the hand and said, Just come inside. Look, now isn't this a great deal better than living as we did before? So they went in, and there was a pretty little parlour and bedroom, and a kitchen and a pantry, all fitted up with the prettiest things. Behind the house was a small yard with hens and ducks, and a little garden with flowers and fruit. Look, said the wife, is not that nice? Yes, said the husband, and so we must always think it. Now we shall live quite content. Oh, I don't know about that, said the wife. With that, they had a nice little supper and went to bed. Everything went well for a week or a fortnight, and then the woman said, Hark you, husband. This cottage and garden are far too small for us. The fish might just as well have given us a larger house. I should like to live in a great stone mansion.
go to the fish and tell him to give us a stone mansion. Oh, wife, said the man, this cottage is quite good enough. Why should we live in a grand house? What? said the woman. Don't you see we will be far happier in a great house than in this little cottage? Go at once. No, wife, said the man. The fish has just given us this cottage. I do not like to bother him again. It'll be no bother to him at all, said she. He'll be glad to do it. The man's heart grew heavy, and he said to himself, It is not right. And yet he went. When he came to the sea, the water was purple and beginning to darken. He stood there and said, O oh, fish of the sea, come listen to me. For Alice, my wife, the plague of my life, has sent me to beg a boon of thee. Up came the fish. Well, what does she want now? He said. Alas, said the man, shamefaced, she wants to live in a great stone mansion. Go home, said the fish. She has a mansion to live in already. Then the man went away. And when he got home, he found a great stone house, and his wife was just standing on the steps. She took him by the hand and said, Come in. Inside there was a great hall paved with marble, and many servants who flung wide the doors. The walls were all white with beautiful hangings, and in the rooms were chairs and tables of gold. Crystal chandeliers hung from the ceiling, and food of the very best kind was standing on all the tables. Behind the mansion, too, there was a great courtyard, with stables for horses and the very best of carriages. There was a magnificent large park, quite half a mile long, in which there were stags, deer and hares, and everything that could be desired. Come, said the woman, isn't this beautiful? Yes, indeed, said the man, and now we will live in this beautiful house and be content. Nay, husband, said the woman, but I'm already beginning to feel that it is not large enough. We need a palace. Go to the fish. We must have a palace. Oh, wife, said the man. Why do we want a palace? I do not want a palace. Well, I do, said the wife. Go to the fish. But, said the man, I do not like to ask him for anything more. Husband, she said, stop talking. Go. So the man went. It is not right, it is not right, thought he. Yet he went. The sea now was quite dark grey, and the waves were swelling and heaving. As he stood beside it, he called, O oh, fish of the sea, come listen to me, for Alice, my wife, the plague of my life, has sent me to beg a boon of thee. What does she want now? said the fish. Alas, said the man, she wants a palace. Go home to her, she is in the palace, said the fish. So the man went, and when he came to the palace, the mansion had become much larger. It had a great tower and magnificent ornaments. A sentinel was standing before the door, and there were numbers of soldiers about, with kettle drums and trumpets. When he went inside, everything was of real marble and gold, with velvet covers and great golden tassels. Then the doors of the hall were opened, and there sat his wife in all this splendour, with rings on her fingers and jewels in her hair. On either side of her stood her maids-in-waiting in a row, each a head taller than the last. Then he went and stood before her and said, It is very grand, wife. We can wish for nothing more.
We'll see about that, said the woman. Next morning, she awoke first. It was just daybreak, and from her bed, she saw the beautiful country stretching out before her. Husband, she said, just look out over that land. Thank you. Couldn't you be king and rule over all that? Go to the fish. You must be king. Oh, wife, said the man. He can't make me king. Why should I be king? I do not want to be king. Well, said the wife, if you won't be king, I will. Go to the fish, for I will be king. Oh, wife, said the man. I do not like to say that to him. Why should you want to be king? Ask no more questions about it. I will be king. Go. So off he went. But he muttered to himself, It will not end well. King, it is too shameless that she is not even yet content. The water rose and roared as if it were boiling and splashed upon the shore, while a high wind blew over the land, and the clouds flew and the leaves fell from the trees. Very sorrowfully, the man stood by the shore and called, O oh, fish of the sea, come listen to me, for Alice, my wife, the plague of my life, has sent me to ask a boon of thee. What does she want now? said the fish. Alas, said the man, she wants to be king. Go home, said the fish, she is king. So the man went, and when he got there, the whole palace was made of polished marble. Soldiers were marching before the door, blowing trumpets and beating cymbals and drums. And in the house, barons and dukes and princes were going about as servants. And when he entered, there sat his wife on a great golden throne. She wore on her head a great golden crown set with diamonds. In one hand, she had the scepter of gold, in the other, the orb of gold, and on either side of her stood the yeoman of the guard. Well, wife, are you king now? said he. Yes, said she, now I am king. Ah, oh, wife, said the man, and now that you are king, do be satisfied and let well enough alone. But she looked as stiff as a post, and all she said was, We'll see about that. Thereupon she went to bed. But she was not satisfied, and greediness let her have no sleep, for she was continually thinking what there was left for her to be that would make her greater still. At length the sun began to rise, and when the woman saw the red of dawn, she sat up in bed and looked at it. Ah! she cried. I know what there is still left for me to have. I must have power over the sun and the moon. They must only be able to rise at my command. Husband, said she, poking him with her elbow, wake up, go to the fish, for I must be ruler over the sun and the moon. The man was still half asleep, but he was so startled at her words that he rolled out of bed. He thought he must have heard a miss, and rubbed his eyes and said, Alas, wife, what are you saying? Husband, she said, if I can't order the sun and moon to rise, but have to look on and see them rise without my leave, I can't bear it. I shall not know what it is to have another happy hour unless I myself can make them rise. Alas, wife, 
said the man, falling on his knees before her. The fish cannot do that. He has made you king. I beseech you, do not ask that. Be content. Then the woman grew angry. Go at once, said she. I am king. I command you. So the man went. But outside a great storm was raging. It was blowing so hard he could scarcely keep his feet. The sky was black, and the sea came in with black waves all crested with black foam. The whole earth seemed to shake, and trees came falling round about. Then the man cried, but could hardly hear his own words for the noise of the storm. O oh, fish of the sea, come listen to me, for Alice, my wife, the plague of my life, has sent me to ask a boon of thee. What does she want now? said the fish and his voice was strange and threatening. She wants to be lord of the sun and the moon, so they dare not rise save at her command. Go, said the fish. She is back in the hovel. And there they live, to this very day. End of section 49